Welcome to the Gridiron Icon Podcast, where we visit with legends of the game. Touchdown! Touchdown! Including players and coaches from the NFL, college football, and beyond. And now, fresh off the end of the bench, Stacy Bauman and NFL legend Preston Denard. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the iconic podcast show called The Gridiron Icon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here. Today, the new attire, but first, my partner in crime, as he says, Mr. Stacy Bowen. <laughs> That's welcome him to the show. Thank Stace, you, thank how, you. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. I am pumped up to talk to this guest. Oh, yeah, we, we, we got a good one tonight. And uh, for all of our podcast listeners, you know, each week we, we huddle with iconic people. We got a special one today. Uh, whether they be fans, whether they be coaches, whether they be people associated to the game, we're going to bring that personality to you. And tonight we have a great iconic guest who is unique. And I learned a lot studying up on this gentleman and i got a couple of personal questions i need to ask him Uh but he comes to us with many artistic skills shown on the football field as well as on stage his performances have been non-stop and they've been non-stop since high school we'll tell you about that he continues today with all that he has done in the past which he still shines today signed as a free agent uh, with the Seattle Seahawks back in 1978. Hmm, very interesting because uh-huh. I, I think I did that that same Good year. year. <laughs> we, we, we got some questions there. He went on to play. He went on to play many seasons. I think about eight seasons. There might be an extra one in there in the NFL. Also played for the New Jersey Generals of the USFL yeah. in 1984 and in '85. Currently, ladies and gentlemen, a performer and singer for the Motown Sensational Group. The Miracles. Yes, that miracle group. And podcast family, welcome our special guest, Mr. Kerry Justin. Okay. Okay. That was good. You like that? That was a great introduction. Thank you. I just didn't give you the hand clap because I can't find that daggone puppy. (laughs) Well, you you, you get the personal one. Welcome, you. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. All right, Kerry, this is special. Yes, Stacy and I have been talking about this, and okay. it was so much fun to, of course, interview and visit with Sydney and talking about, um, you know, how, how it was growing up and the competitiveness in the family. I know you're going to echo that, but there are some things I learned, my friend. You and I are closer than I even thought. Com- <laughs> competing against each other, yes. coming into the league the same year, I mean, where? how did that slip past us? But let's back up, start okay. from the beginning. Tell okay. us your version of how you got started playing sports. What sports did you play? Tell us about growing up. Okay, well, you know, early on, early age, we always played football in the streets and in the parks. So it was very competitive that way. And we had a lot of neighborhood friends that wanted to play, and we always competed. And it was always a thing that was always competing. And then my brother, of course, always was doing singing. And so he, he was singing and do my mom's dad parties and things of that nature and singing. I would just be looking and watching. And, 
And so we just grew up in a household of entertainment. And it was always something going on. And we had three boys at the time, my brothers, and everybody was out playing. And, you know, that was the thing to do back then. You go outside and play. There wasn't no video games. So yeah. we was outside playing all the time, regardless what the game was. We was competing. It was always a competition. So, <laughs> always. We, so we, yeah, so we stayed in the parks. We swam a lot. We was, at the, we was called Park Boys. Park so we was in the, yeah, so we was in the parks playing, swimming doing gymnastics, basketball, you name it, we was doing it. So we was always out there competing and being competitive and playing roughhouse, you know what I'm saying? So uh, when we got to high school, uh, we didn't, I didn't play in high school football. We didn't, they wouldn't let me play varsity football because I was too little, we was too small. And so we did gymnastics. So Sydney started doing gymnastics because wow. they wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him play football. So yep. he did gymnastics, and then uh, I did gymnastics because they wouldn't let me play varsity football. So we played this football called B, which would be called probably freshman football today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you went off of exponents, so you had to have so many exponents in order to play uh, varsity. Well, we never had the exponents. So we never had the weight, the height, or the age. And I think that's what it was calculated at. So wow. we had to play like a freshman B football. And so they just never gave us a chance to actually compete at the varsity level. So we never wow. played high school football. Wow. So, yeah. So uh, it was pretty interesting. And then um, once I graduated from high school, I basically sat out a whole year and didn't do anything. I was working two jobs and my brother was going to Southwest Junior College. Mm-hmm. So he got into the college and started going there playing football. And then he got a scholarship to Long Beach State. And I always remember this because I was working. He had just got to Long Beach State. And I didn't really want to go play football anymore. But I was always still playing in the parks and doing my thing, you know, just out there hanging out. So he would tell the coaches up at Long Beach State, hey, you guys need to check my brother out. He can play, man. You guys want to see what he can do. So they called me up and they said, hey, come on out. We want to talk to you. So I drive out to Long Beach State and they asked me all these questions about why I didn't play varsity football and this, that, and the other. And what my grade point average. And I said, well, I don't know what none of that is. So, <laughs> so they called Crenshaw High School and said, hey, what was his grade point average? They said he had a 1.99. Ooh, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. So, so right there, they say, we can't take you. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I wasn't in school anyway, so it didn't matter to me because I was really in the mindset. I didn't want to play. I didn't want to do any of this stuff no more. I got tired of being put down because I was too small. Wow. And so, so, they, so they say, well, you, I tell you what, we, we do believe you can play. We've seen you out at the parks, <laughs> and uh, but you need to go to a junior college. And I'm like, Oh, I don't even know if I want to do that. So I I decided I didn't really want to do that. So about a couple of months that went by, and then I had a couple of friends that went to Crenshaw High School also played B football that went to East L.A. Junior College. Mm -hmm. And they were already in the season about four or five games. And so they said, I said, man, what they doing? I said, you guys any good? They said, no, we ain't no good. Why don't you come out here and play with us? (laughs) And I'm like, I said, well, I'll come up there and see what you got. So. What I did, I went up there to talk to the coaches. They said, uh, well, yeah, we heard you can play football. We need to see what you can do. 
what position do you play? I say, well, I can play anything. I want to play wide receiver. They say, nope, you can't do that. We got too many of those. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I said, I'll play defensive back. They said, okay, let's see what you can do. We'll come on, get your shorts on, go out to the field, and we'll have a couple of guys and a quarterback come out there. If you can cover them, maybe we'll sign you. I mean, uh, get you wow. enrolled and get you going. I'm like, okay. Man, I got out there, and um, I'm sitting out there stretching and doing my little thing. And lo and behold, it was about 10 wide receivers come out. <laughs> oh. I'm like, looking at all these. I'm like, how many? I say 10 wide receivers. He said, well, we told you we had a lot of them. And I'm like, all right. So they was just me and all these 10. And each one of them had a turn to come out against me, and I shut down every last one of them. Oh, wow. So, yes, yes. I mean, it was one one after another, after another, after another. I'm like, I didn't have a break. I didn't get tired. It was like, felt easy to me. I'm like, these guys ain't no good. What are they doing, right? So they said, hey, let's get you in, let's get you in school, get you a uniform, get you all enrolled. And they got me all enrolled wow. back then. They didn't cost money to go to junior college. Right. And uh, so I got in college, enrolled. They gave me a uniform. I went to my first practice and all that kind of stuff. And we had a few guys out there. You probably remember Mike Davis yep. played for oh. the Raiders. Oh. He was yeah. he was playing safety, and they wanted me wow. to play safety. And uh, we had another guy named uh, Gray. Um, he went to the New Orleans Saints afterwards. Uh, but there wow. was a few guys that was on the team that I was playing. And I'm like, okay, I'm second string. And I'm, I'm just moved into second string just like that. And so now here's the key. We already we only had like three games left, right, to play mm-hmm. in the season. So I get there, three games, I suit up. I never got in the game. So just wow. one game, it was the second to last game. They said they put me in. Again, Mike Davis got hurt or something. They put me in. The very first play, the guy ran the ball and I missed the tackle. And they said, get his ass. Get him out of there. <laughs> yeah, get him. Get his ass out You can do it. You can cuss. <laughs> That's exactly what they say. Get his ass out of there. So one play, I, plus I've never seen that many crowd before, right? So I never played in front of a lot of people because I never played. Wow. I played B football, so I didn't know. And I was wow. just kind of, I was jittery. I didn't know I was just getting out there. But in practice, I was great. In practice, I was great. They couldn't do nothing against me. I was good. But just, it was something about being in the game. And then looking at the crowd and listening to all the stuff that's going on, I was like, oh, my God. And then the guy came right at me, and I missed the tackle, and they pulled me out the game. I'm like, I can't believe it. I said, can I go back in? They said, no. I said, man, I was nervous. They said, that's okay. Uh, we understand this school. Mike is better. <laughs> oh. So Mike went back in the game. So the killer part is I finished the season not playing not one game, right, wow. but that one play. And then so the next season I come back. And I look at the depth chart, and I'm last. It's like they had so many guys in front of me. I was like fifth string. And so I went in there. I said, hey, man, how can I be fifth string when I was just second string? I thought I was supposed to move the first string. They said, well, we got other guys coming out that we want to play. they they better than you. They just And it fired me up so bad. I said, I have to punish some people. <laughs> I got there you go. <laughs> and so during practice, I start punishing the wide receivers. And then Ooh, I became a starter. And then I, I was a starter. Like. <laughs> yeah, then when I became the starter, and then I made all conference, and I did all, and then I had the scholarship wow. to go to all the different schools. I chose Oregon State uh, because there was the SC Trojan coaching staff. Yeah, good so old Corvallis. Corvallis. And I didn't know nothing about Corvallis. Here I go to another Ooh. place I don't have a clue about. I didn't know nothing about it. 
I did the recruiting trip. It was cool. You know, they fed us a lot of steaks. That was great. So I was like, yeah, I think I can go here. You know, it's like going to SC. That's what I, because that's where I wanted to go to USC. Mm-hmm. And uh, they was trying to recruit me, but they was in between coaches. And so it was between Colorado and Oregon State. Wow. And Mike Davis and was already at Colorado, him and Mike Spivey and some other mm-hmm. guys there. And they was recruiting mm-hmm. me. And they was like, man, you got to come here, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool, cool. And I think the coach name was O'Mallory or something like that. Yeah, it so was. What hap- yeah, so what happened was it was between Oregon State and Colorado. So I didn't hear back from Colorado. And I'm like, and Oregon State's just pushing me and pushing me. Come on, man, you going to sign? Come on, man, we want to have you here. So I said, okay, I'll sign with them. So when I signed with Oregon State, then Colorado called me. I said, it's too late. I'm, I'm already signed, right? So I get to Oregon State. Now I've got to go through the same scenario again, right? I get yeah. there. The guys on the team, they're big. They're fast. They're this and that. And they're looking at me. They, a couple of players start saying, is this the water boy, right? Oh, they brought, they, wow. they brought in a water boy. Right? Wow, oh, man. And I'm like, and Whoa. I'm like, oh my God, I gotta punish some people again. <laughs> I love it. Just when I thought I didn't have to punish anybody anymore, I thought I finally made it, right? It wasn't the case. So here I go to Oregon State, my first year there. I punished a couple of people. I took over the starting job at the cornerback because they said we already had a safety, but we need you at corner and we need a one on one specialist. So I covered the likes of guys like Tony Hill, mm-hmm. Wesley Walker, mm-hmm. and Cal, oh. and um, a couple other guys that all went first round, right? Uh, uh, Art Monk from Syracuse. Oh, yeah. yeah. And between five guys that went first round, they caught a total of three passes on me. Oh, Ooh. look. Hey, static, right? static. Right, right. Ooh. So <laughs> now I'm thinking going into my last year because they had no red shirt and all that kind of stuff. So. I was already a junior because I got into the college from because they gave they took my credit away from East LA. So mm. I only had the one year there. So I had okay, one year. So I go to Oregon State. I got two years to play. So I played the first year, my junior year, and I covered all those guys, right? So I start hearing the, the noises like, oh man, you're gonna get drafted, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. My senior year, I get hurt. And sprained my ankle. Dude. Well, it was a bad sprain because it kept me out for like six games. Oh wow! Right. So when I finally played, I played against Washington, and I picked off Warren Moon oh. and ran like all the way to like the two yard line. He he, he tracked me down. <laughs> <laughs> that happened and to I'm me like, twice in high school. <laughs> twice. <laughs> I just said I didn't think Warren was that fast, but he would can run. He was ready wow. to run. So he caught me on a two-yard line. And then I didn't play because my ankle was I, I sprained it again. And so I didn't play again to the very last game of the season, which was against the Ducks. And wow. so I really had no 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 playing time in my senior wow. year but one two games. So then all of a sudden I was getting, you know, the draft talk about second round. You may go in the second round because of what you did as a junior, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And I'm like, okay, cool. Teams was telling me, okay, we're going to get you second, no later than third, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, cool. Sound like I'm going to get drafted. Well, it didn't happen. Those rounds went by, and I'm like, it didn't see not one name. And I was so mad. I was like, I couldn't believe that they told me all these lies. 
right? Oh, that's yeah. What I was, yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's how I was thinking. You lied to me, right? And so <laughs> I never got drafted. So I sat there. No sooner the draft was over. I think there was 12 rounds at the time. And they, yep. the 49ers called me. The Seahawks called me. The, uh, the Dallas Cowboys called me. But I was mad at them because they took Christensen as tight end. When they told me they was going to take me in the second round, they took Uh-oh. Todd Christensen. So I said, uh-huh. I don't want to talk to them, right? So it was like a few teams that wanted to sign me as a free agent. Well, I was going to go to the 49ers, but I opt out to the 49ers only because the Seahawks kept calling and I never heard of them, right? They was an expansion oh. team and they came in 76. Yeah. So they only had two years under their belt and I'm like, but well, this could be a good opportunity for me to go there because I don't know anybody there. They don't even know they have a name player. They say, well, we have Jim Zorn. I'm like, I ain't never heard of him. They say, we got Steve Larkin. Like, we don't know who the hell that is. Yeah. They say, Steve we got Steve Larkin. I'm like, who is that? I don't know him either. Oh. Right? So I didn't know I didn't know any of the players that they had. So I said, you know what? I'll sign with you guys. So I signed for a contract of $22,000. Oh. With- with a thousand dollar signing bonus. Oh my! Oh, I, I got more money than you. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> I was very, I was very cheap. <laughs> oh, they, hey, I wasn't too much better. Fifteen hundred dollar right? signing bonus. <laughs> Sid got more. Sid got more than me the next year. I'm like, wow. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so I signed a three year contract with the Seahawks, and um, I went in as a free agent. 1978, I never forget. They had all these guys in there. They had Howard Stutter, all these people I've kind of heard about. Mm-hmm, they were signing mm-hmm. with the Seahawks. Uh, Ricky Ellis, and yeah. they, of course, of course, they had Steve Largent, right? Who I, right. I, I didn't think was any was any good anyway. I was looking, looking at all these guys. <laughs> oh. right? So here I am, here I am out here with all these guys, and I'm going out here. But they did not say I was the water boy, so that was good. Right, I didn't have to punish. I didn't have to punish Respect. anybody. You don't want Respect. to hurt nobody. Yeah, there you I go. didn't have to hurt anybody. But so I get out there, and here I am, uh, competing against uh, first round draft choice that they drafted called uh, from Memphis State was Keith Simpson. Oh yeah, we had another guy, third round draft choice, Bob Jury from Pittsburgh, who was supposed to be the mm-hmm. fastest white boy in the in the NCAA, something like that. Oh, and then yeah. we had another seventh round draft choice. Uh, John Harris, John Harris on a state, right? ASU, yeah, ASU, right? So (laughs) they had all these guys they already drafted the same year, Mm -hmm. and then they had these returning guys like Dave Brown, who was a first rounder, yeah, who went to Pittsburgh. It was an allocated draft to uh, uh, to the Seahawks, Mm -hmm. and then they had another guy named Carnell Webster, yeah. Wow, I mean they had guys up the Yang Yang, right? And I'm like. It didn't matter to me because I, I felt like they couldn't even compete with me. That's how I looked at it, right? Now, was like, Kenny hey, there? Was, was Kenny, Kenny there was when you got there? No, he wasn't there no, yet. Kenny, okay. Kenny came after me. He came like uh, in 81. Kenny Easley, yes. Got it. Yeah, okay. Kenny Easley came in 81. That's right. And that's when we kind of started building a better core. Uh, def- we had a good defense uh, secondary at the time because we had mm-hmm. a lot of guys that can cover. Yeah. Dave Brown, those guys. We never, just never, ever had a defensive line or linebackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was our – that was the biggest problem with being on our defense. We never yep. had linemen that can uh, rush a quarterback, mm-hmm. yep. and we never right. had any linebackers that can drop into the holes. Right? Yeah. So I remember. But <laughs> with us, but the defensive backs, we always had uh, uh, 
high credibility, right? Uh, just like uh, Kenny Easley did a uh, a comparisons with the Legion of Bloom, Legion mm -hmm. of Boom, yeah. mm -hmm. and and us, which was the uh, Sticky Finger Kid. We was called the Sticky Fingers. Sticky oh, Finger right. Kids. Sticky okay. Finger. And we outplayed them in oh. every category. Oh. And they were always talking about the Legion of Boom, but they never said anything about what we was able to accomplish. And mm -hmm. we did so much more than they ever did. And it was like, we had to put it in the papers. We had to bring it to, and they kept it quiet. They kept it under the rug. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, they never wanted to let anybody know that we were better than the Legion of Boom. So, oh my uh, goodness. The Legion of, yeah, Legion of Boom had some linebackers. I mean, Bobby yeah, Wagner and Bobby and, Wagner. And they, they had linebackers and they had a defensive line. I mean, you yeah. had the guys that played with and even later guys like the Terry Taylors and the Patrick Hunters and the Melvin Jenkins. Yeah. Those right. guys came in Patrick later. Hunter. And we still had a great, we always had a great secondary. We just never had any good defensive linemen. And that yeah. was the catalyst of our problem. We, just, we can't stop anybody all day, right? The right, right. sitting back there all day, he's going to throw and you can't cover them all that. You can, and we was always put in man position, man coverage, because we were that good. But you can exploit us because we got you can hold the ball long enough to wait to the guy open or something like that. And that's what was that's what basically killed us in most of my years with the Seahawks. And I was there for I got there. I started in 1979 until I broke my jaw. And then when I broke my jaw, the following year. I start coming in this nickel. They start changing the offense, and they start mm -hmm. making the offense more uh, as a three-package uh, receivers. So, uh, mm -hmm. and then they also had the now they start using the running back out the backfield, right? right? Like right. like West uh, Coast, Lydell Mitchell, and mm -hmm. all these guys coming up. Uh, Lydell, uh, yeah, Preston Pearson, and all all these guys that was coming out the backfield. These running yeah. backs that was big and catch the ball and run, Joe. Joe Washington, all these guys, oh, the Washington, yeah. all the Washington, all they had, all these guys coming. So my job was to defend them. The guy that, that oh. catches the ball on third down, that was my job. So I'll play a corner, but then when it's time for a nickel package, I go to nickel okay. to cover the third, mm -hmm. to, to cover the, the, the possession guys, the Charlie Joiners, anybody that's going to mm -hmm. catch the ball for first downs. That was my job to take them away. And I was always the one-on-one -on -one guy, and everybody yep. else double up. Everybody yeah. get double. Yeah. I don't get no help. And I used to get no. so mad because I'm like, when am I going to get some help? I want some picks, right? <laughs> yeah. But, that's a skill set playing inside, right? I mean, that's hey, really a skill set oh, heck to be yeah. a nickel. Heck yeah. yeah. I mean, to play inside, you got to be able to go both ways, right? You got to right. be yeah. able to cover in and out. You don't have sideline help. You don't have all this yeah. different help. So you have to really be uh, – quick or uh, uh, read the route a lot quicker and make a yeah. play on the ball because those guys are going to come in that slot route and they're looking for the immediate, you know, uh, receptions to try to get the first down. Yeah. So they coming out eight, 10 yards, trying to break and do whatever, or, or go on a post, anything down the scene to get open. And so my job was to take them away so that they can double everybody else yeah. so that I, so they can get the ball. And basically and that was no, I was just going to say, and you know what a special position that is because it's that way on both sides, that nickel receiver or third down receiver that comes in. Because I know um, it's, it's so funny. I was just talking about 
after realizing you were coming on the show, and then I started reading a little bit more, and I'm saying, that gonna carry. And I had to have gone head up a couple of times. I went and looked at a couple of films. Oh, brothers. absolutely, we have. Yeah, when we I have. slid to the slot, yeah. you were in the slot <laughs> oh, covering me. And I'm like, oh, Lord, we did I go head it. to head. So I started watching that film. And we've had three games that we played against hey, each other. Every but, time, man, every time, that's when they would have me. So they, yeah. in other words, Preston, they knew you was getting the ball. And they yep. game planned you in yep. the slot to get the ball, right? So yeah. they would take right. me wow. and move me to the slot. And so that's, yeah. that's how exactly. I basically uh, did for the most of my career. Well, you know this what I find is, awesome. is you know what so I find interesting and no, you you and you and Sydney. Oh, you're breaking up. No, no, I was just gonna say you and Sydney paralleled each other. Mm-hmm. You guys paralleled each other in your journey in trying to yeah. reach the level of professional football and the sacrifices exactly. you guys had to make. So parallel, but what I found very unique, even now, be it in this interview. Mm-hmm is how much you guys really supported each other, informed each other, encouraged each other in different all directions to get to the same medium. And 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 that's what a all sports family is all about. That's that's what it was yeah, with my yeah. brothers. And and you just yeah, support man. each other and you just push and you drive because you never know how you're going to end up. And, and fortunately, you guys, two, three, I mean, there's about four or five in the family that's played at the next level. Um was that always yeah. there? That ingredient yeah, always there? Bro, like I said, we was outside playing against and competing against each other all the time. We was diving for footballs. We was practicing diving for football before they was even <laughs> diving for footballs in the NFL. <laughs> because we was just so used to competing. We was diving over yeah. for the end zone. Yeah. We put the ball down. We pretend like we have to dive over it. I mean, we did so many things together as, as a family. Just us. And we always pushed each other. We always did workouts together, we swam together, we did all these, everything was competitive, you know, competitiveness. And we always was wanting to be the best, Mm -hmm. but nobody seen us, you know what I'm saying? Nobody could see us, so Mm -hmm. we had to do these things in order to be seen. And we finally did get seen, and I was happy when he even signed with the Rams, the way he got in with the Rams, it was incredible. We heard the story, it's wild. No, that's, oh yeah. I lived that story with them. It well, you know what? Yeah, walk on the no. practice fields, man. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, just walk right on. And you know what? I remember those days, too, because yeah. anybody that got on those fields, they were working out. They came to work out. And so he was part of that mix. Right. And if anybody did anything, right. you did that. I was yeah. wondering if you ever came out to Blair Field at any time for some of those summer workouts. No, I did not because, again, I was already with Seattle in 78, right? Yeah, so okay. So I stayed okay. up there, and I didn't, come, I didn't come home very much. And when I did come back, it was just for the uh, holidays, and we wouldn't work out much. But it was like, you know, Sid played in semi-pro football and everything, man. You know, mm-hmm, he, he, was, mm-hmm. he, just, <clears throat> he just never gave up. And he was right, always good. Right. And my brother did the same thing. My other brother, Tyrone, he did, he did Tyrone, the same thing. Yep. They just never gave up. Yeah. These guys just kept going and going. I was fortunate enough, like I said, because I didn't get drafted, but I got signed right away, right right after the right. draft. And right. as I got in there, they would even keep free agents back there. Preston, you know that. We was yeah. we was just a number. They just oh, brought we us were lucky. to fill up. Yeah, we filled up. They was So the guy, when they kept me, they said there was only two free agents 
with the Seahawks, they kept, and they said I had a 99% chance not making it, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, right. And, and okay, they thank believe, God I didn't. <laughs> right. They said they couldn't believe the coach, even Jack Christensen, who's a Hall of Famer, he was a defensive yeah. back coach. He, he came to me, he said, he said, man, I don't know what's, what's going on, why you didn't get drafted, and I don't know why you're not playing because you're one of the best guys we got. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know either. So they used to call me uh, 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 Land of the Giants, right? Because yeah. uh-huh. everybody I played against was much bigger than me. They didn't have small guys mm. in my, in my yeah. era. There was only like two guys, I think, Pat Fisher, Washington Redskins, and I think the other guy was uh, Livers from uh, the Chicago, Livers. Chicago Bears. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We was the smallest. We was the smallest guys in the league, and I was the less. I weighed less than all of them. I was like 165 pounds. Oh, what? you're <laughs> kidding me! He's I not. Was oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe that. And now they go looking for guys that they are go looking. They go yeah, looking listen. for guys that are a little smaller to play inside, right? Hey, well, listen. Here's here's a, here's another story. Some of the guys that came in after me, like Patrick Hunter and Melvin Jenkins, they all was mm-hmm. about my size. And a lot of them was telling me, man, I was the reason why they played football because they used to watch me on TV and they said they thought little guys couldn't play. They wouldn't let mm-hmm. little guys play it. back then. And he said, man, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be playing right now because they didn't let play. And when I seen you did, he said, when I seen you was able to do it, I knew I can do it. Something I love like it. <laughs> yeah, so it's a cool story to hear some of the guys say, man, I remember when you played, you was one of the smallest guys, and we were small too, and they wouldn't let us play until we seen you. So, Kerry, how quick. fast? How fast were you, man? How fast were I you? Forty. I ran. I ran a four-five. Okay. Wow, okay. We okay. Right when, which was at the time I didn't think was that fast because it was most of the guys was running four fours. You know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm-hmm. And I was just figuring. My whole thing was it wasn't that I was really fast. I was really quick. Okay. And yeah. I was able to read routes and break on routes a lot quicker than the guy that's fast. Mm-hmm. And the guy that when they mm-hmm. ran a deep route, I was able to read the deep route before they get into the route. So I was able to run with anybody that was running four twos, four threes, because I would read the route before they even run the go route. There uh, you go. Cliff, Cliff Brandt, for instance, right? Ooh. He used to get so frustrated because Cliff was really fast, right? Yep. And Cliff used to go, he said, man, I know I can't run a deep route on you. You're already going to read it. So he, used to try to run. so he used to run the little quick quick outs, try to make me bite, right? And I had him let him catch a few passes because I said, I'll let him catch all this stuff underneath and then punish him, but he won't catch that deep one. <laughs> oh, my God. Hall of Yo, Famer. Not at all. Not at all. Oh. <laughs> That's, so listen, Kerry, I got to ask for somebody like you. You look at today's wide – like – what would you do today if you had to line up against Megatron, like Calvin Johnson? Are you up for that? It, you just have the mentality, you know like, me, I'm let ready. Me tell you hey, let, me tell you, let me tell you something. I wish I could have played against big guys like oh, that. To me, okay. they was a, to me, to me they was a, there was a, it was better for me going against a big guy than it was a smaller guy. Oh, okay? man. And I'll tell you why. I went against uh, Carmichael, right? Oh, Harold was, Carmichael, yeah. That's when he started calling Land of the Giants. I was David. He was Goliath, right? Because yeah. I was one-on-one with him. He caught two passes the whole game. Okay? So Man. it was like I can cover the guy that's big and tall because they're easy to read. I don't have to play up on them. I don't have to be 
bumping them around and doing all that. I could just let them run their little slow routes, right, and make their move, make their move, and then I jump it. And then I get there and I bump, jump it or punish it, one or the other. Okay, so, so to me, if I'm hearing you correct. Mike Irving's and, and the T.O.s. Oh. Yeah, the oh, T.O.s. Oh, the T.O.s. I, I was in the Megatron. I want to play against the bigger guys. They're, they're, it's I better. love it. He's Wow. He's still a DB. I got a question. I got a question during the two minute drill, but I got to ask you. So that's fascinating. Uh, Carrie, what about Tyreek Hill? Tough. Is he a tougher, is he a tougher cover for you? If you're both in your prime? Yes. Yes. Listen, that's the little guy, right? Okay. I always have Mm -hmm. a problem with little guys because they're they're quicker, right? And they get into their moves a lot quicker. And so I have to really, you got to really concentrate a little harder to kind of see where they're going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the little guys, I've always had, like, the, remember the, the, the three guys, uh, Preston, they had with Denver? They, uh, it was all. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They called yeah. the Three Amigos yeah. or something like that. Three Amigos. Those little, That's was, those little guys was tough, man. Mark Jackson and yeah. all those little guys. Because they yeah. can run around. Yeah, they can run around the field, right? And they're doing all this. And it's hard to watch where they're going because you don't know where the ball is going to be thrown, right? So the big guy, he's big enough to be in the raids, so they're spaced. When they're big, you can see them good. When they're small, you can't really see them that well. Oh, Preston, is you taking this personal, number 88? No, no, no. Are you taking – okay. Just realize I was in between the cracks. Yes. You were like – I went on the radar. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You was in between. You, those guys are also tough too because you're a tweener, right? A tweener, yeah, a tweener. yeah, yeah. You gotta really because you're not sure how fast they're gonna really be based on yep. their strides, yep. right? Like yep. for instance, Daryl Daryl Turner was about your size. Mm-hmm. Daryl Turner was maybe six two, six three, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And Daryl Turner was extremely fast and he had long strides, but that's what made him fast: his long strides. Yeah. And if you didn't those play strides. the strides, right? Don't play the man. You have to play his strides because otherwise right. he's going to run past you. And that's what he did in the league. For years, yeah. he yeah. ran past people. Ray Butler, the same way. Yeah. Ray Butler was like 6'3". But the yeah. guy came from USC, and he was he played with Sid at Baltimore Colts when he was a Baltimore yeah. Colts. Right. And right. when he came to us, I was like, man, this guy is huge, right? I was like, I got to watch <laughs> how – I need to watch his strides because his strides is going to make me know how – that's distance he's covering. Yeah, yeah. Wild. This is very DB coaching with Kerry hey, Justin. When you don't have size and you don't have speed, you're that tweener, and you can uh, sneak by somebody. That's right. That's <laughs> right. When you don't have size or speed, you become a podcaster. That's what really. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's me. <laughs> so I gotta. Hey, go, oh, go, go, go ahead, no, Preston. No, no. I'm so no. fired up. Uh, one quick question. Preston's probably going to ask this too. Yeah, so if it's not okay. number 88 for the Los Angeles Rams in 1978, 79, 80, <laughs> who was the toughest guy you had to yeah. cover then? Yeah, there you who go. was your guy? Okay, well, listen. Again, oh. Preston, you can you can talk about this. At that, at that stage, they're all good. They all, they all okay. tough to cover. Yeah. They yeah. All, I mean, it's just a matter of your lineman, right? Yeah. Your yeah. defensive lineman, how they're oh, going to yeah. rush, right? Uh, the coverage that you're in, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, right? But they are all good. I mean, every, yeah. you guys were all, to me, was equally the same. What made the difference was, to me, is who was able to magnify themselves to the ball. 
John yeah. Jefferson, to me, was one of the most oh, magnified guys to the ball. Okay? JJ, oh, if so the ball good. is in the air, behind you, in front of you, he had the ability yeah. somehow to get yeah. the ball, right? And yeah. to me, that was tough to, 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 to uh, cover because you could be right on him. And that's why I think the back uh, back. That back pass, shoulder pass now, and that they do now more mm-hmm, than anything. Mm-hmm. I think that came from yep. John Jefferson because Dan Fouts couldn't throw the ball to him, right? Yeah. He underthrow it, and John Jefferson found a way to catch it behind him. You're all on him, but he catches it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stanley yep. Stanley Morgan was another guy that Stanley could do Mar- that oh, stuff. He so, you him. know, these guys, man, was able to catch the ball, but they all were equally, to me, a test, and they all was good. Because just because they was big, small, fast, you have to play these guys equally the same each and every time. So oh my you gosh, just have to be confident. So <laughs> you have to it be confident in your own ability that you have to shut this guy down. And that was the goal, regardless what they did in games or what they did in practice or previous yep. games, yep. whatever film you watch. And here's a story, Preston. This is a true story, too. I didn't used to watch film, right? You know why? Because the coaches would pump you guys up. The coaches would tell them. The coaches would sit up there and talk about how good you guys were. And you guys would well, do this and this, that. And I'm like, I don't want to hear that shit. Right? I don't need to know all that. That's awesome. I, you don't I, 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 I'll tell you if he's good or not when I cover him. And that's the way oh, I do God, I love TVs. So I stopped watching the films because I couldn't stand the coach telling about oh this guy he's great he's this he's this he's this he's that i'm like yeah okay whatever right oh i'm re- so i I'm, didn't I'm want to hear to that up. <laughs> this is epic I'm, re- I'm ready to line up right now look at Carrie, this Carrie. look at this i, I got Carrie. one play i got one play i got one play in me that's it one play. that's it well <laughs> and, i, I and tell it, you what it's man. a bump and run it's a bump and run too it's a bump and run <laughs> okay man to man that's that's Fade wow. out, fade right. <laughs> hey, well, I tell you what, we would be removed from ourselves. We only got a few minutes before we yes, get sir. going on the two yes, minute sir. drill, but we yes, got to visit how music yeah. found oh, okay. the Justin family. And ladies and gentlemen, you don't know this, but this young man, and I call him a young man, he is one of the singers for the Miracles with his brother, Sidney, who's doing the lead. And I yes. tell you what, they got voices. That's one one thing I can tell you. They can play some ball, but they can show damn sick. <laughs> so, so tell us about how Sidney told us about his journey. Tell us real quick how you got involved. Okay, real quick. This is how I got involved. I moved to Arizona from Seattle and to be near some family and close to California, LA to be, to be near my, the rest of my immediate family. Cause I was so far removed for a long time. So mm-hmm. I came back. So Sydney was in the middle of doing the miracles and a, a guy had passed away. So they couldn't do any more shows because they didn't have another guy. And then all of a sudden another guy got sick. So Sid was in between guys where he needed some singers to continue to the legacy of the miracles to continue to move forward. So one day he had asked me, he said, hey, man, I want to find out uh, if you can help me out. I'm like, help you out doing what? what you, want me to do, be a role, you want me to be a role manager or something? He's like, he said, no, I want you to sing. I'm like, sing? I said, and I can't sing. He said, yes, you can. Ooh, so great. it's just, just the same way, same way, same way we did when we was young. Same exact. Yeah. Yes, you can play. Yes, you can cover him. Yes, you can do this. I'm like, okay. 
So lo and behold, he said, okay, I wanna, I'm going to give you some songs, and I want you to just learn them and see how it works out. I'm like, man, I'll say, okay, I'll tell you what, man, I'm only going to do this because you're my brother. I love you. I want to help you out. I want to continue to see this thing go. But I don't know how well I can do this, but I'll try my best. And if I can't do it, trust me, I won't because I don't do anything on a professional level that I cannot handle, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. he said, okay. He said, that's, what I, that's why I really want you because of your professionalism. He said, I know if I give you something to do, you're going to do it to the utmost and you're going to make sure you do it to the max. And I'm like, okay. So he gave me a few songs, man. And I tried Preston and Stacey. I, I was trying to sing these backgrounds because I've never sang the backgrounds of songs before <laughs> in my life. It. Only mm-hmm. thing I sang was Lee. The lead, on yeah. the radio, that's all you sing. <laughs> I don't even pay attention to what they're saying in the back, right? So here I'm listening to this stuff and my kids, I got my kids and I'm writing down all the words, trying to remember this stuff. And he said, uh, I told my kids, I said, I can't do it. They said, dad, you can do it. Practice, just practice with us. We see that. I'm like, okay, okay, let me keep trying. <laughs> the kids. So my, so my, so my daughter said, yeah, you better tell your brother you can't do it because you can't remember the words. I'm like, I know. Right. <laughs> so I went to Love Sid, it. I went to Sid and, I sat down with just him and I, and I was really humble and I was really like, you know, serious about this thing because this is his profession. This is his livelihood. This is his thing. And mm. it's not mine, but I, I would not do anything that would jeopardize him and his music, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would not be a half stepper or just any, just get out there. Just do, I don't do that. I can't do that. So I said, hey, man, we sat down. And I said, dude, I, I, I apologize. I don't think I can do this. And I started crying. And I was like, man, oh. as much as I want to help you out, I can't do it because I don't feel good at this. I don't think I can do it. And he said, just like this to me, yes, you can. He said, <laughs> he said yes, wow. you can. That's go awesome. home. He said, go home and practice some more. And then next week, <laughs> come back and we'll, we'll try it again. And sure enough, I went home with a little bit more zeal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a little more confidence that my brother believes that I really can do this. He's a professional singer. I, you know, so I must can be able to do something. <laughs> so I did. And when I came back, I was doing it, man. I started singing and I started hit doing the notes. And he was Ooh. like, I told you you can do it. He said, now nah, I just take keep more practice to remember the song. Then all of a sudden he put in the choreography. Now, wait a minute. That's a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah, too much. <laughs> That's a little bit too much. I got to sing and dance? And dance, yeah. Dance. yeah. <laughs> Bro, hey, you talking about challenges. I thought football was tough. That Ooh. was nothing. Singing yeah. and dancing is a very tough thing to do. Especially and, when you got turf toe. <laughs> and, and, bad, and, bad, and bad limbs, right? Bad yeah. limbs, yeah. Oh, God. But you know what? I was able to uh, spend a lot of time practicing and on my own and doing a lot of, I mean, hours and hours and hours of dance times and vocal times. And wow. Until when I came together with the guys, because, you know, two other guys had a note to sing, and I had to sing between that note. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to harmonize, and everybody has to gel and and i'm telling you I have to, it's hard to sing a note when you're hearing somebody else singing something else you want to just kind of sing what they sing but you know mm-hmm. you got to maintain and you got to stay disciplined so football mm-hmm. taught me a lot in all areas in the music industry in the workforce when i was working as a salesperson wow. i learned so much from being a professional athlete in how to deal with any type of profession of any sort and I believe mm-hmm. I can do any profession 
if I put my mind to it or want to try to do it because I am a professional and I'm disciplined when I do it. I'm committed to when I'm doing it. I take it serious. I don't believe in mistakes. I'm, I'm the yeah. same way I am with football, but now in music. So it's All worked right, out cool. perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Love well, it. just love it. We could go on hours and hours. And hours I know, just man, talking I know, about I know. This. But, but <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, one thing is being on the spot, but we can't put him on the spot. Before we get to our two-minute drill, our signature okay. parting uh, episode here on our show. Sure. Um, and you know what? My dear friend is going to conduct that since I opened up okay. for it. Oh, he's going to enjoy right. it. Go ahead. Go ahead. But, 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 but hold on, Carrie. Here we okay. go. See, we didn't do this with Sydney. I would not dare right. do it with Sydney. <laughs> but with you, you know, you were saying, the, you know, your daughter said, nah, you better talk to Uncle. Yeah, you got, but hey, we're going to show them. It's they they were incorrect. So here we go, my brother. Mirror right. this. Ooh, la 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 la. Let's hear it, Carrie. Come on. Hey, hey, you better get off my note. <laughs> oh. That's my note. Oh. Ooh, la 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 la. Oh, that's a lot better. See, that's note. my note. Oh, Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh. See, that's the medley note, and that's a good note. That's a oh, good note. Baby. Oh, baby. Oh, but don't listen. show Sydney this. Oh, Lord, hey, mercy. No, but that. But you know what, Preston? That sounds good, and I think he was telling me something about you. Uh, hey, 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 ago. hey. We ain't doing no. We got two minute drill. Stacey, Confirmed. Two minute drill. Confirmed. It is. Hey, hey, Take Carrie. Carrie, hit me up. It's on my Spotify. It's a real thing. It's on your Spotify. Okay. It's a real thing. I can confirm. I can't confirm. All right, all right, this all is right. amazing. Okay, so two-minute drill oh. with Kerry Justin. We've got to get yes. him safely home. So here we go. <laughs> okay. These are crazy questions designed for the fans to learn all about you. Okay. And my God, you're multi-talented, man. So here we go. Grass or turf? Okay, say that one more time. I just, I think I missed it. It's okay, because I was having visions of the kingdom, so I think I know the answer. (laughs) Grass or turf? Grass. Okay. I'd be shocked on that one. God, that kingdom was brutal. I don't know how you survived that. Okay. (laughs) Singing for the miracles or playing for the Seahawks? Hmm. Tough one. Yeah. It is a tough one. Well, I can speak of it. I, only, only way I can talk about that one right now, I have to say Singing for the Miracles. Yeah, because it's a I good choice. Because I, I can't play anymore. So it's like, you know. <laughs> then you're still making <laughs> money. So there you go. And I can there still make money. And I'm, in, and I'm still entertaining people. Right? There you go. There you which go. Is, which, is the most, which is the most joy. I didn't get this much uh, joy entertaining people in football because mm. we have helmets on. We have uniforms yeah. on. You can't even. You don't see us. You just know the number. Right. Where mm-hmm. where being on stage, they see you clearly. They see your body language. They see your face. They can see everything you're singing, everything you're moving. And it's just more gratifying because, you know, you're doing something and you're giving yes. them something that they want. And especially when we do love songs, you can see it in the people faces. You oh, can see the, the, the love and the care and, the, and how much they feel when you play, like, sing these songs, man. It's just amazing. It gives me a really sense of joy. Way more than football. Oh my God, that is awesome! Yeah. Motown is my jam Woo! too. So that that's epic. Okay, I think this one is out of left field. It's from my partner uh, on this show, Salty's Restaurant or Roscoe's. Hey, 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 you know? Did you get that one, Carrie? 
Oh, he's salty. Okay, he so Stacy or Roscoe's, but Stacy don't know about salty. So tell him about salties. Well, salties is you know they got the food is just I just like the food. It's, it's really good. It's uh, tasty. You know, mm-hmm. Roscoe's is okay, but it's just it's yeah, it, but it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, is way better. It's on the water. You got the view. You got the view. You got it's the ambiance is just. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, up in the Northwest. We have have one. We have two salties in Portland, right on the water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, two salties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you're here. In Portland as well. Well, you know what? Oh, my gosh. Stacy, I coached uh, indoor football in Portland. We was called the Portland Prowlers when indoor football first came out, the indoor football (laughs) league. I was there. I was there watching you. We went to the championship my first year. I oh, remember I that. Didn't know that. Good grief. Then there was the Portland Sea Dragons yes, and the yes. Portland. Oh, my God. So much more to <laughs> yeah, talk about. There's going to be a part two. Oh, I God. remember oh, that. <laughs> the Corvallis connection to Portland. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Back yeah. to two-minute drill. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, my wow. God. Go the ahead. memories. I just That just triggered so many memories. Okay. Yeah. Um, right. Cat. Right. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Okay. Favorite movie? Oh, man. You know Slumdog Millionaire? You seen that oh, one? Oh, that's Slum a good Dog one. Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, that been, that's been one of my favorite movies for a long time. Yeah. For a long that's time. a good, that's loved, a good flick. I love that movie. Uh, even before it became Best Picture, I was, when I seen it, it was in a, uh, uh, it was at a, uh, it wasn't even in the movie theaters, right? It was, um, mm-hmm. I forget, I forget what they call it, uh, the Canes or something like that. Uh, mm. And it never even got really to the movie theater. And I said, you know what? This is one of the best movies I think I've ever seen. And then when it finally right. came out and it did the Oscars, it, it won the best picture. Wow. I was shocked. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Unreal. Okay. Uh, off the cuff here, Bigger Diva, wide receivers or defensive backs? Oh, defensive <laughs> backs, man. <laughs> That's right. Defensive I'd agree backs. with that. Yeah. That's awesome. The wide receivers are only divas when they're catching touchdowns and they're doing oh, their little thing. Oh, right? shots fired. But, but, but listen, but listen, if they don't catch the ball, how are they going to be a diva? That's true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're just looking good otherwise, right? Okay. It's one, okay. one yeah, thing they, to look yeah, good in that. They got to catch the ball to look good. You know, they can't, hit the, they can't even do their first down thing if they don't catch the ball. You know what I mean? I got to tell you, I was a wannabe defensive back, strong safety, and we've had a lot of amazing DBs on this show. But I got to tell you, Kerry delivers the trash talk better than any of them. Straight up. Like he's like well, coming know, after him. I did. Well, you know, when you're small, and you was a little guy. You had to prove a lot to everybody, not just to the peer, to your peers, but to everybody, the media and coaches and everybody. And oh, I had to do true. that. So it yeah, was like, you, you know, I did it for a long time, like especially when I was in college, you know, it was really – it was just sad because I, I didn't know why all that – I was getting treated that way just because I was smaller than most of the guys, right? But I just mm-hmm. felt like I thought it was all about competing. I thought football was about competing. I thought if I can compete, why does it matter what my stature was? Right, right. right. Well and said. So, and that's what I – that's just the way I, I always felt. So, you know, they say, hey, can you play? Yes, I can play. Want me to show you? I'll go and show you. But then first they look at you and say, well, no, nah, you're too little. No, nah, mm-hmm. you, 
you may not be fast enough. And they, they always had something, you know. And I never lift yep. weights. I never lift weights. They oh, made us wow. start lifting weights uh, in, mm-hmm. in the, when I got with the Seahawks. My third year, that's when I started lifting weights. Yep. Because I Good never lift weights before grief. in my whole career. <laughs> Told that story. Must yep. be nice. Okay, okay. And finally, the great and iconic Carrie Justin, who plays you in a movie about your life? Denzel Washington. Oh, oh of course. Somebody went there. <laughs> he's he's winning this show in a landslide. Like uh, he's, <laughs> hey, he he's got swag, so you know, I think I had a little swag. Most most of swag, my swag, Definitely. Especially the guys that I played with, the defensive back. Yeah. They all yep. will tell you, Kerry Justin, KJ, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was a one on one specialist. I was a one on one specialist before there was a one on one specialist. Before there was a Deion Sanders, I was a one on one specialist. But they never called us that because it just never was the term. So next time we have you on here, we're going to bring you on. We're going to talk about the Sticky Fingers gang versus the Legion of Boom, considering all they did was cover three, three. and you guys and you were going what? man-to-man. Okay, and that's gonna, it. we got to end the show. And I'm going to send Preston the, 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 the Sticky Fingers uh, article so he can see what the, the comparison Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. okay. I want to see that. I'll send it to you so you can see. Yes, okay, sir. gentlemen, this has been an absolute pleasure. We will do a part two with the iconic Carrie Justin. A big yeah. thanks to our guest for being here tonight. We have now had half the miracles on here. Yeah, yeah there you go. So <laughs> we're going to do something with that I'm moving down the guys. road. And there's going to be a guest appearance by uh, the guy right next to me, Preston Denard. I'm thinking the Justins, Denard, hey, some yes, harmonies. Yes, we're yes, going to oh, do yes. this. Oh, oh, bad. Okay. It can be done. It can be done, Preston. It can be done. It's happening. And I'm just going to work the soundboard. Okay. (laughs) Hey, thank you, Carrie, Justin. This has been an absolute pleasure. Where can we find you? Where can the fans find you? Uh, Is there a Twitter or a website? You know, I don't do any social media, unfortunately. I do do a little little bit of uh, Instagram, but I only post miracle stuff on Instagram. Got it. Okay. Because that's the only thing I would promote of myself is... Is what we're doing as a group. Why not? Exactly. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Well, there you go, folks. All right. Carrie Justin of the Miracles. Thank you. Good seeing you, my brother. Yes, sir. You guys have a great day. I appreciate you. We appreciate you. Thank you, sir. And for Preston Denard and I here at Gridiron Icon, all the likes, follows, YouTube, and all the major podcast hosts, we thank you, and we will see you next week. Big thanks again to the iconic Carrie Justin. Peace. Love you.